Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy, and we're going to throw on the end some glute magic today. I've got in the house- some glute magic. And I've got, yeah, glute magic. Or do you want me to say bio-glute method? Because that's what we're going to talk about. We can talk about we that. We are going to talk Happen about to talk that. talk about that. Yep. I'm going to just first introduce Dr. Mac is here, and you've got a new little program to talk about. But sitting next to you is Muscle Mania Fitness Model World Champ 2013. So he might have uh, played in that area a little bit himself at some stage. <laughs> and our in-house dietitian and coach, and Mark, thanks for coming and joining us. Pleasure I'm to excited be that Mac's in the house. And you're doing some cool shit in the fitness industry. Like you've been, we just, yeah, man. Last... Jump on last week's podcast. We talk about what he's doing in US sport. That that was a great journey into- It was a long, you, winding road, it was, Gregory. But, it, mate, it was entertaining. So for anyone who's, who's listened to all of it, I apologize, <laughs> but thank you. But you're doing some really cool stuff and you've wrapped an app around it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, there's probably two things that are that are happening. One is very much fitness industry orientated. The other is more uh, professional sports. So I can kind of unpack both this of those. This is your anthropometry yeah, stuff. Yeah, anthropometry did I, did I stuff, say yeah. right? So, hey, try and say that word. Say it, Mark. Anthropometry. Yeah. <laughs> Closer than yeah, yours. Not, but yeah, mine yeah, so, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I can unpack that. So the, the bio-glute stuff is is uh, the, the health and fitness orientated project that I've been working on, um, developed an app. So it all came about, so Mark know this, as would anyone who's watching this from a fitness industry perspective, um, competitive physique, um, girls predominantly, right? Bikini, fitness, figure, wellness, those kind of groups. Um, so I, I had got an active interest in that industry and, and had a longstanding relationships with a lot of people in that, in that industry. Um, and so it all came about, I was looking at some social media stuff and there was a whole bunch of girls on there having this conversation around, you know, do deadlifts make you thick through your midsection, right? Yep. And so I'm looking at these girls who have tiny little pelvises and they're saying, yeah, 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 no, 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 I can deadlift all day and I don't get thick, so it's all nonsense, right? Well, it's not nonsense. Um, and so so I kind of pondered that for a, for a minute or two and I thought, you know what? You love a little bit of uh, Instagram knowledge, though, don't you? It's one of your favourite places to research. Yeah, yeah. I've got to tell you, man. <laughs> I'm an act. I'm, what do I call myself? I'm a sort of a, a a passive observer more than an active participant. I like. I, I look at stuff. I mean, we all look at stuff on social media, and you know, you, I you just shake your head, right? Yeah. It's just most of it's garbage. And so you're talking on a com- comparative scale between PubMed and Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I think one of the and I mean, it's a it's a medium that enables people to put out their their thoughts and their opinions and that sort of thing. And I get it. Um, but I mean, I operate in a world of a little bit more substantiated evidence. Yeah. And so from a fitness industry perspective, lots every girl, lots of girls want to build their glutes, right? Yep. The good story is that every girl can build their glutes, right? But how they get to their end goal with glute development is remarkably different depending on your structure, yep. right? So, um, so I thought about that because if you look at certain demographics of athletes who do a lot of deadlifting, so you look at crossfitters, right? World-class crossfitters are pretty thick through their midsection, right? And so, and I'm talking obliques, I'm not talking rectus or yep. transverse, I'm talking more sort of oblique. Um, and so I, I looked at that and I, so I wrote a book on glute training and yep. I developed a masterclass on training glutes for different types of glutes. And so not new, but there are a pretty well-known five or six different types of glutes. By that I mean, you know, some girls have quite a bubble-shaped bottom. Others have a wide at the top and narrow at the bottom, wide at the bottom, narrow at the top. So there's a whole bunch of different shapes for want of a better term. And so all of that is determined by their pelvis, fundamentally, and their femur. 
and yep. the orientation of their femur and their greater trochanter in relation to their pelvis. So, and if you think about the mechanics of it, and this is this is kind of anthropometry, but that's a different one I'll, I'll get to in a minute. But so I looked at that and I've gone, okay, so there are seven variables of, of pelvic structure, a lumbo-pelvic disc structure as well. There are seven pelvic characteristics that determine whether a girl, when she deadlifts and squats, whether she loads glute or quadratus lumborum or oblique or, you know, um, longissimus thoracis or any of those muscles in the in the lumbar spine that will make you thick through your lower back and into your torso. Let me say busy on Google later. Yeah. Wow, well, you won't have to, man, because no. you can just get the app. So I came up with the bio-glute method. I teamed up. So the other thing was this. So, I, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a middle-aged male. You know, talking about glutes, and there are some people. Brett Contreras is, is in the space, and and the glute guru, I think it is. You know, they've forged careers in in glute development, yep. and so which is fantastic. However, they have a well, they have a different approach to me. I, I go very much from a skeletal structure perspective. So I'm literally talking about the width of a pelvis, the anterior tilt of a pelvis, the breadth of a pelvis, the orientation of the neck of the um, femur to the greater trochanter, things like that will determine, you know, even whether a girl has those dips and divots on the sides of her glutes. Yeah. And so then how she wants to load. So for example, it's, you know, cutting it down to the to its basic principles. Some girls have a really flat bum. Yep. And they've got they've got no lumbar lordosis. They've got a pretty flat lumbar spine. They have a posteriorly um, rotated pelvis. They have a low or no sacral angle. So the sacrum comes out of the, the ilium and, and forms the sacroiliac joint. Yep. So it comes out on an angle to the tailbone. So some girls have some girls have a really pronounced one. Others are flat. And then their greater trochanters are quite wide and they're on an angle that is kind of almost 90 degrees to their pelvis, right? So those girls should never deadlift a day in their life, right? Because they will preload their obliques, their quadratus lumborum and their paraspinals. So the paraspinals I'm talking about, mainly longissimus thoracis. It doesn't matter, but the, the, the lower back muscles, right? As opposed to a girl who is blessed, and you can't do anything about this because this is your skeletal structure, so you can thank your mum and dad. Large lumbar lordosis, anteriorly rotated pelvis, large sacral angle, small iliums, small uh, greater trochanter angles. They can deadlift all day and it'll go straight on their bum. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's that's the simplicity of, of the bioglute. So I, I took that philosophy and basically developed this workshop and was having a conversation with a, a, a great friend of mine, Laura McKenzie, who I've teamed up with. Laura's a professional. She's a fitness competitor. Yep. Working with her around the development of her glutes. And, and so she's, we've teamed up together and formed created Horizon Active and the BioGlute method. So there's an app that'll drop. And basically, it, it enables women to identify what kind of glute structure they have based on uh, like looking at some examples that we have on the app. Yep. And they go, okay, well, I'm. Uh, we've got six different types of glutes on there. So they go, okay, well, I'm a type one and I'm a beginner. Here's, these are the exercises. This is the type of program I should do. So then it's a subscription model type of thing. Oh, so no fucking around the gym, guaranteed result. You won't waste time doing the wrong thing. Yep. And so classically- Sorry, you know, Mark, did I package that up a little <laughs> simply did I? Sorry. No, I mean- It would be more more efficient in your training and actually be more specific in what's going to create results. And and in the fitness industry, when the, just from that side of things, when the girls turn around, it's often the back sides where the judges will make their final decision. For sure. So this will blow up now that's having this app. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully. Mm -hmm. hopefully So is the app for the individual, mate, or for the coaches to use? It's for, for, well, ideally it's for girls who don't have a coach. Yeah, okay. So we we have a beginner level, which is a complete novice. This is someone who uh, has very little experience, doesn't really know what they want to do, and then we have intermediate girls who've been training maybe a couple of years into advanced and then into full professional level. 
So is it one app or is that four different apps? No, it's one app. One app, okay. It's one app. Yep. And so that enables effectively choose your adventure. Yep. Right. And they can come in. There is a coaching element to it. So if someone wants, you know, to work with me directly yep. or work with Laura directly, they can do that. And they or if they're not sure So like, this isn't a five dollar a week app, obviously. No, it's not a five dollar no, a okay, week cool, app. Yeah. So if you want to work with me, it's not five bucks no, a week. So I was just thinking, no. I was thinking, yeah, so like, it's, it's it's at least seven dollars fifty. It's like, at least, it's be it's at least seven dollars ninety-five. Yeah. Um, so how's it work? <laughs> uh, so exactly that way. So so there is the option to choose a coaching option. Yep. There's a nutrition piece to it as well. So yep. you know, people can come on and you know, there's a bunch of apps around nutrition from you know, My Fitness Pal, and there's a bunch of them, right? Yep. And and so one of the uh, limitations of those is that they don't necessarily bring together the nutrition piece, the training piece, and the individualization piece. I'm all about the individualization piece. And so that's where you'll see a lot of, and good on them, high-profile Instagram people who sell their programs and they say, I want to, I want to, I want to do Mark's program. Well, my view is that program's for Mark. Mm. Yep. There's no good me training like Mark yep. or you training like Mark. And so I think for beginners, they could, uh, you know, a true beginner who just wants to learn their way around the gym and wants to know what a hip thrust is or, a, or whatever, then I think, okay, that's, that's cool. You know, you can buy anybody's program, have a look at that, com- be confident and familiar. Um, and that true beginners will grow from doing anything, yes, really. Okay, yeah. um, and so that, and it's the other thing with the glutes, and we've done a podcast on this glutes. So you've got, you got glute medius at the top, which is that upper shelf, right? And then you've got glute max, and there's, there's actually two um, fibre uh, arrangements of glute max. One, some are quite um, obliquely orientated, others are more sort of parallel and, and vertical. But anyway, um, all of the cadaver, the dead body studies done on humans, identifies that the glutes are about 50-50% fast twitch and slow twitch, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to grow glutes, you can do high volume work, so all the band work and all that sort of stuff, and you can train real heavy. So if you want to recruit type 2 fibers, you've got to lift heavy. Yep. But you can still grow from doing high volume work um, and do you know 20 reps of fire hydrants with a band. So with a beginner, you you can your, your room for error is huge. You can grow doing anything. Yep. Um, and so that's effectively what we do is we start with, you know, fundamental principles of, of training and, and exercise selection. So, you know, I haven't got them doing a, a single leg bros off into a, you know, some sort of Romanian deadlift and then doing a backflip. It's not, it's not that sort of complicated. It's about, you know, what are, what are the best bang for the bucks in terms of exercises? Um, and, you know, might go from doing, you know, two sessions a week and you build that up, three sessions, four sessions, whatever it might be. So they come in the app, they, they effectively identify what type of glute they've got or they can get us to do you that. You identify yep. that. Yep. Um, and then based on that, it's okay, well, I'm I'm a beginner, I'm an advanced, I'm a whatever. The so- the programs are updated every two weeks. Over, They're all in 12-week blocks yep. and there's four blocks in a year. So it's four phases per year sort of thing and it's 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 all structured along those lines. And uh, the nutrition piece is part of it as well. So they, they can, you know, be provided with a, a, a nutrition plan off yep. the back of that. And again, you know, I'll let you get a word in a minute, man. But um, so <laughs> like, you know, the- I think the world accepts that if you want to lose fat, you've got to be calorically depleted, right? Or, yep. or um, deficit is the word. So how much of a deficit? Well, we know what a kilo of fat's about 7,500 7, calories or whatever it might be. If I take 500 calories a, a day out of my diet, I'm going to drop half a kilo a week, whatever, right? Yep. So, But I see these girls, and, and, and this is a glute 
orientated app. There is application for men as well. Yep. So guys that want to get big or want to, there's a hypertrophy component, a, a bo- like if guys want to lose body fat and get leaned up, those two options are there. But I, I see a lot of girls, they're doing these dirty bulks. Mm. I just want to like, I don't get it, right? Like, you know, you, you have to be in a caloric surplus, <laughs> but all you're doing is getting fat girls, like seriously, and you're just making it harder to get lean next time you're on stage. Yep. So, right. you know, how much of a caloric surplus? It's it's actually as little as 200 calories. Wow. And you grow, right? So you get, you know, so you don't have to be a girl who's competing as a bikini competitor eating 6,000 calories a day because I'm sorry, but you're just going to get fat. Mm. Yeah. And it's not going to accelerate your muscle mass development, none of that. So we work on, again, evidence-based practice. Evidence-based science, yeah. Legit evidence-based. Yeah, okay. Because a lot of people say they're evidence-based and there's lots of different types of evidence. Oh, it's easy to um, type. Yep. Yeah, it's easy to spell. Anyway, um, that's that's the sort of that's the fitness industry um, piece of you know what's happening with Horizon Active. So I need to slow this down a little bit, mate. Yes. Everyone's now going. How the fuck do I find this? Like, yes. where is it? Well, it's nowhere. Yeah, it's going to launch in August. August. Yeah. So watch this space. Yep. No, what are we in August? Yeah. It's launching next month. Yep. Yeah. So. September for anyone who's listening. What did I just say? August. August, September. Next month, yeah. Next month. And, and it's Horizon, H-O-R-Y-Z-O. Z-E-N. Z-E-N. Horizon Active. Well, I spelled it incorrectly so you could oh, improve man. it so people know don't spell it incorrectly because they won't find your app. No, it's an E, not an O. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Horizon. And is Active part of the word they're typing yes. as well? Horizon Active. Yep. And there's horizonactive.com yep. is the website, which has got all the information on there around what it is, how it works, and you know how you can engage with the app and download that and do all that sort of stuff. Congrats on that. That's, yeah, man. It's yeah, been- you, uh, you enjoyed it? It's taken- Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm not that technically savvy. That, Laura's the tech savvy person. She's sort of got it sorted. But Tell us uh, about Laura. What, what's her background? Uh, so we'll have to get her on sometime. Yeah. Uh, next time I'm in Australia, maybe. But yeah, you know, uh, comes from a, a science background. Yep. Competed uh, a, a professional in one of the federations. I don't know if I should nominate which one because she just left. Aspires to, you know, be a multi-federation professional. Yep. So he's uh, moving across to one of the other federations. And so, you know, through mutual friends, uh, basically, I was looking for someone to team up with on this project. She's got a great brand, you know, trains hard. Uh, She's a weapon, five foot three. Authentic? Uh, Very authentic. That's a big thing Um, for you, isn't it? Yeah, man. You know, I was looking for someone who could could – Really align with the, the concept and uh, and bring some something to the table. And so her area of particular interest is the nutrition piece. And so she's she's been leading the way on that as well. So she's a bit more tech tech savvy than me. So I kind of just frustrate the crap yeah. out of everybody because I forget passwords and yeah. I'm not very good at that stuff. <laughs> but my skills are in other areas. So uh, yeah, man, it'll launch. Uh, hopefully, make a bit of noise about it when it launches next month and um, get it cracking. Yeah, nice. Congratulations, yep. mate. Thanks, man. So that's the, that's that one. And then the 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 other anthropometric stuff. Yes. Which I wish is, I could say that word. Yeah. Uh, so the I'm anthropometric. When we finish. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's similar. <laughs> I've got nothing. Sorry. Yeah. It's similar in terms of it relies on. So we've been, this is Horizon Performance. And you've been doing this in the States. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the Horizon Performance uh, Group is based in the US. Yep. And uh, basically, I mean, this is a long, uh, a long story as well, but it all came about looking at we're talking to Mark offline about this. So I've always had a, a theory around making players too big too quick, Yep. right? And so you take some football codes or whatever and they want to make them bigger, leaner, faster, stronger, meaner, bad or whatever, right? Yep. But I've always – but the cost of that is injury, musculoskeletal injury and hamstrings particularly, right, yep. in running sports. And so, I've, you know, I've looked I've looked and had this experience myself in the NRL and AFL where I, it's easy to make guys bigger. That's not hard, right? But you get to a point where – 
and there'll be some high-profile guys that you know the, the listeners would be aware of that have had chronic hamstring injuries for years. They, and they can end your career, uh, hamstring injuries. And so I've always thought, you know what, it's, this kid's too big for his to, for his skeleton, basically. Mm-hmm. And so through a, a long winding road and collaboration with Aaron Wellman, who's Aaron uh, is uh, probably one of the best and most knowledgeable strength and conditioning coaches that I've worked with, period. Okay. Um, and he was one of the guys I met when I did the presentation in Indianapolis. Yeah, at the got Combine. you. Yep. Okay. Yep. So he was working with the New York Giants at the time, and we had some discussions around some of the players on his roster who just had – super big pelvises and big ankles and big knees and these guys these guys were unbreakable and so uh, I'm really simplifying this but effectively what we then we did it was looked at anthropometric characteristics so when you're looking at body composition skin folds is a really common way of determining body fat okay and dexa and things like that and so but then there is a thing called anthropometry which is effectively the measurement of the skeleton and so we came up with 28 measures that includes seven skin folds. There's 20 other. Me- so by measures, I mean, you know, biochromial, biiliocostale, you know, uh, wrist circumference, elbow circumference, like femur length, things like that, pelvis width that will determine the size of your skeleton. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then we've got a vast data set of athletes across Olympic sports, professional sports for decades that have given us the characteristics of what, what is called the muscle bone ratio. So we know for for example, and it's it's determined based on ethnicity and gender. So we can say, okay, so whatever, a Caucasian uh, male athlete has the muscle carrying capacity of about ballpark 5.2 to 5.8 kilos of muscle mass yep. per kilo of bone, right? And so we do it in pounds in, in the US. But so a big skeleton, believe it or not, only weighs about 15 kilos. Wow. Okay. That's a big skeleton, yep. right? But if you look at it, so from the muscle perspective, five, I'll say five kilos of muscle for every kilo of bone, five times 15 is 75 kilos of muscle. Yep. That's a ton of muscle, mm-hmm. right? And if you add on a skeleton and then you've got the viscera and everything else, it's a big, it becomes a big human pretty quickly, right? Yep. So it varies. And then some people have smaller skeletons and whatever, but the ratio remains the same. So it's dependent on the size of your skeleton and the ratios all correlate with that. And so what happens? What we've seen is that if we put on too much muscle to to qu- over this muscle bone ratio, their risk profile for soft tissue injury just skyrockets. Ah. So if I take like me for example, if I've got a, a ceiling, so I'm too heavy for my skeleton, but I don't have to run, so it's all right. So I'm a six point two, six point two kilos of muscle per kilo of bone. Mm-hmm. So if I and that's why if I try to run down the stairs, I'll tear my hamstring and probably fall down the stairs. Right, but that's okay. But if if it's if it's um, <laughs> someone who needs to run, I, I don't want to do that. Right. And so I will. So a coach will say to me, okay, Mac, I've got two players. They're both six foot four. They both weigh 100 kilos. They play the same position. They're the same age. They're about the same talent level. Can I put five kilos on both of them? And so I might look at, we'll measure them up and we'll go, okay. So player A, he is all of those characteristics and he's already at 5.8 in his muscle bone ratio. Right. He's at his ceiling. I throw five kilos on him. He's going to tear everything. Yeah. Right. But this other guy, he's only at 5.2. So his 
his window of opportunity to develop muscle mass, he can carry, say, he can probably carry six kilos of muscle on that frame and be no increased injury risk. Are you the only guys in the world doing this? Correct. So is every NHL, NFL team in uh, the world running at you right now? Not every one of them, but uh, so we've we've measured up about eight NFL teams now. We've So I'm in the NHL, man. I'm not doing it for NHL teams. I'm doing yeah, it for my team. Yeah, you're doing it for your team. Yeah, we're doing it. Um, Want to shout out to the team? Florida Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then some NBA teams and, uh, and some baseball teams. Wow. And some college football teams. Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo. And if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market, you should try the new Body Science Moose Range. Greg, you better be testing those. Mate, they're getting drug tested. Got you covered. You're doing some cool shit in the US. Great yeah. to see an Aussie brand yeah. doing that too, mate. Yeah, man. So it's good. So the, and the other thing, it's, I mean, it's, there's a lot to unpack there. But so we, um, so from a, where, where it becomes really interesting is that we looked at, we got two other measures that really matter. Because uh, I'm interested in, you know, perform, the performance characteristics of that. So, yeah. so we look at, um, you know, the old Adonis ratio. So it's the ratio of your shoulders to your, your pelvic width. So again, for wide receivers or cornerbacks or whatever in the NFL, the greater their shoulder width to their pelvic width, the greater their rotation and turning capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and the really elite guys will have a ratio of sort of 1.5 ballpark, yeah. 1.6, 1.7 even. Whereas uh, an offensive lineman looks like a telephone booth, right? He's about a 1.1, but that's what we want, right? Because yeah. you don't have to rotate very much. He's just got to you know do certain things. So the further you get from the offensive line, the greater that ratio should be. Yeah, okay. Effectively. So, and then we've got another thing called the proxymorphy index. So we look at one of the biggest determinants in elite sprinters is gluteal width, fundamentally, right? So we can look at, and we've just come up with this measure over looking at like about 15,000 data sets, but we look at the thickness of their glutes or, or, the, or the, the circumference of their glutes and their, their glute uh, mass to their quadricep hamstring mass, and you can determine sprint characteristics and sprinting capabilities. No way. Yeah, man. Yep. It's pretty cool. So, mate, is the future of this teams looking at that from keeping their roster on the field and getting best bums for their back? 100%. Or is it young athletes coming through saying, hey, I've still got this ability, grab uh, So it's it's a couple of things. It's one from a from a from like a recruitment perspective, from a yep. developmental perspective. So in in, in those leagues, they're big multi-million dollar decisions. There's a lot of money sitting time, on a bench right? come the wrong decision. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. so and that's where, you know, when you're making a decision, for example, hypothetically, a team might be looking at two players in the draft and they're going, Well, who are we going to take in the first round? Yep. Like this guy's got he's already at his physical ceiling, right? I can't do anything with that. Is he is he who we want, or do we want this other guy who's got the capacity to put on ten kilos of muscle mass? Yep. You know, who do we who do we pay? And so there's that piece, there's the developmental piece, and then there's then there's the question for established players where a coach goes, you know what, Mark, we Mark's he's an elite whatever footballer, but can he carry three more kilos of muscle? Yeah. And we can answer that question now. Precisely. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we are, and now we are also at a point where we can determine where that muscle can go. Like it can go on your quad, but not your hammy, or it can go on your. No way. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's elite, and so we. So that's Horizon Performance, and we've we're. Um, How do people get onto Horizon Performance? So it's yeah, the website just dropped. So it's horizonperformance.com, one word. H o r y z e n performance.com. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll eventually bring that to Australia and other states around the world. At the moment, we're only doing it in, the, in North America. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it does. And like the thing that, and it is predetermined based on your skeleton. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And there's. So what age can you establish this type of? Can six. You, so you can go six-year-old, you need to be a swimmer versus a yep. NFL player. or So you can actually help pathway as well. Yeah. Fair we can probably, probably real close to telling you how tall they're going to be and 
what their muscle mass distribution is going to be naturally. Stop it. Uh, the thing that throws it out is so like bo- the bodybuilding world, the elite bodybuilding world, in terms of performance enhancers, that throws it out, right? Mm. Because you can, you know. You're talking drug tester sports. Y- I'm talking drug tester yeah, sports. Like your, yeah, the application, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, for example, yeah, I mean, so in, in doesn't matter whether it's hockey, baseball, football, whatever it is, we can identify based on their muscle bone ratio, their shoulder hip ratio. And I'm, I'm, I, there's a correlation I'm looking at at the moment, which I think got merit is the, the size of their foot to the length of their tibia to the length of their femur. So there's, there's some correlations there around hamstring injury that I'm and ACLs that I'm working on because the number one determinant of ACL injury is body mass, right? So the, that's the direct correlation. So the yeah. greater your body mass, depending on your intercondylar notch, a couple other things, it determines your risk factor around um, whether or not you'll do your ACL. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, mate, uh, let's cool. uh, finish this one up. Thanks for coming on. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you.